Welcome to the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Olson, and today I have a special guest, Danica Shukar. Hi. Hi, Danica. <laughs> hey, Brandon. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. I'm glad you are here today. We're going to talk a little bit about the home buying process, and what is unique about this is you've worked with me for, what, a little over a year and a half, year and a half. Now? almost, almost, yeah, yeah, like over a year and a half, yeah, right. definitely. And you've been around me quite a bit, and I have. we're building a technology. It's been a pleasure, by the way. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> um, and we're building a technology specific to the mortgage industry, and we've thrown all this stuff around. You've heard me talk to clients. You've I heard have. me. You've heard me stressing about certain I have things. Definitely <laughs> heard you stressing about a thing right. or two. Yeah. Um, but let's just ask. One question. You're not a homeowner right now and you have never been through the process. Never. So where do you start, Danica? I genuinely have no idea. I'm <laughs> hoping you're going to teach me. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's part of why we wanted to discuss this because that is where a lot of people are, right? Is Absolutely. they just don't know where to start in the process, right? For sure. And you'd think uh, after tagging along with you for the last year and a half, I would have some idea, but I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes back to, it's the same thing as like people are going to buy a car, right? What do they do? They typically will go to the dealership and the dealership will show them a car. If they want it, they want to buy it. And they're like, well, I don't have cash. I need to finance. I have to go to my bank. And they're like, well, right. don't worry about that. We have our bankers right here and we can do the loan for you. So it's a similar situation where many, many people do. And this is why I wanted to, to discuss this, is that they'll go to the real estate, they'll go to Zillow, they'll go to realtor.com, or they'll see a house on Facebook even, right? Sure. And they will reach out to the seller or the listing agent, and the listing agent will say, oh, come on in, we got an open house or whatever, or they will be in touch with the realtor. So they always start on that side, and it's, just, and it's a natural thing to do. It's, it happens all the time. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know you, so I'd probably ask you first, can I afford this house? <laughs> right. But if you don't have the luxury of having an uh, in-house <laughs> right? Um, to having a, a lender on speed dial. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you want to go get your financing done right. So I love it when, you know, it's probably like 25% of people will come to a lender first. If maybe that high, even sometimes it's most of our <laughs> most of our resources really are coming from referral partners, which are the real estate agents. Okay. But yes, you want to, you know, if you speak with an agent first, they'll probably refer you to two or three lenders, and and so forth, and then that's where you start the process, right? So, by coming to a lender first, you know, <laughs> we do have resources too where we can then put you with real estate agents as well. So it goes both sure. ways. We'd like to refer out. And then personally, if you come to me, I can refer you out. It really goes a long ways with my real, real estate partners because it's, it, sometimes it's just a one-way one direction. Oh, sure. But the real point of this conversation today <laughs> is to literally start with, like, what do I do, you know, first thing. So what I like to do as a lender, I like to pre-qualify you. Like, Danica, what do you do for work, right? And how much do you make? What do you have for liabilities? Liabilities, do you have a car payment? Do you have credit cards, student loans? You know, any other additional monthly payments that are not like insurance and cell phones and other non-obligated credit reporting items? Mm -hmm. And so I get an idea where you are gonna be financially, what kind of loan programs we can ask, and I can start discussing then the next steps. 
sure. So one of the first next steps would be, so you'd you know, talk to a lender, get pre-qualified, and that's just a verbal. So do you, you don't know the difference between pre-qualified and pre-approved. I know I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, pre-approved is where they, you actually do an application. Okay. Credit's been pulled. Documents have been pulled. You've sent me all your pay stubs, your bank statements, and all the good stuff, so I can accurately get you approved. I'm way more familiar with pre-qualified because of <laughs> LoanNet. Correct. <laughs> yes. Because we built a, a very specific tool to pre-qualify people. With. Yes. Super simple. Yes. So it is actually a super simple process, but it's a, that's the first step. The right. second step is actually doing the application and submitting documentation. And then, then we can, once you're pre-approved, then we can actually send you out shopping, right? So now you're out shopping and you're looking at homes and let's just say I pre-approved you for $400,000 for a new home purchase. Um, and we talked about some payments and then, and you're like, okay, I found a home. It's 375, you know, what are my, what are my payments, right? So that's what I'm going to go into more in depth on what is the payment specifically on that home because it, three, just because I pre-approve you for up to 400 doesn't mean it's always 400. There could be differences in actual like you know, maybe it's got an association, maybe the taxes right. are higher and okay. so forth. Um, so then we start looking at the payments and the cash needed to close. Okay. Okay. So. That's where I wanted to get into when I talk about cash needed to close because this always comes up. So, do you have any idea what cash needed to close is? That is that your down payment? Yes. Along. I've always heard that you should have ten percent for a down payment. Is that right? So ten percent is a very good starting point, but you and you know, like the myth is twenty percent down. Okay. You have to have 20% down to buy a home. Okay. That's a myth. Sorry, maybe right? I misspoke. No, nope, you did not. <laughs> it's a, it's 10%, but we can actually do loans at three and a half percent down, three percent down. So three and a half would be like an FHA loan. Three percent would be conventional, like a home ready, home possible loan. So there's income limits and so forth, and then there's five percent typically for a conventional. And those are the two kind of two number one loan products. Okay. So there are other loan products. If you're going to live a little more rural, there's USDA loans that are zero down. Oh. And then there's uh, VA loans, veteran loans, that are also zero down. Okay. Okay. Well, when going back to the cash to close, cash to close is going to be a combination of your down payment and closing costs. Okay. Right? So breaking down the closing costs is where we really get, like, people can understand 3% down on $300,000 is 9,000 bucks. Yes, easy right? to calculate. Easy to calculate. Or 5% down on 400,000 is $20,000, right? But now we have closing costs and okay, we gotta have the closing costs. So closing costs are kind of a range. A lot of times people just figure right around 3%, maybe three and a half, depending on certain scenarios. But closing costs is gonna be what it costs to get the loan with the lender Okay. So there's origination, processing, underwriting, maybe some other smaller fees, credit reporting fees and so forth, um, appraisal fees. Um, and then you have your title fees. So a title company that will, they have their fees to do all the title work and processing and so forth. Um, and then you have your escrows. So you have taxes, all the state fees. So 
<laughs> Go, keep going. Naturally, <laughs> what what question do you have? I, I'm. Is there, is three to three and a half percent a fair estimate, or can it vary hugely from that? Great question, right? <laughs> so we can do, uh, you know, essentially there can be lender credits okay. where you, uh, so on a rate system, we could charge a higher interest rate and bring down those actual costs, remove origination, cover some of the processing generating. So like on VA loans, it used to be very popular where it would be like a zero, because zero VA loan is zero out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And then let's just say a rate was like 5% for them paying their own closing costs, but we could go up to like say 5.75 and get 75 point, that 0.75 makes up the difference in the closing costs. So to say that equals out to be, let's say $7,000. So, so just to make it a little more predictable. So then, it, then they could come into buying that house with like no money out of pocket. Got it. So that's that was one that you could do. There's other ones that we do. It's not common to do it right now because interest rates are a lot higher today mm -hmm. than they they have been historically in the last 20 years. Um, specifically, in the last 18 months, yeah, um, we've doubled. But there are ways that a lender has the ability to to reduce those closing costs. And cover some of those origination and you know processing and underwriting okay so that's where when you are speaking with a lender is understanding that whole picture so, so me typically when I'm gonna pre-approve you we're gonna discuss all this at the beginning right mm -hmm. like and then I'll, I'll ask like you know how much cash do you have available for closing do right. you have gift funds do you have you know 401ks all these different things so we get this big picture so we know how we can structure the loan properly sure. you know because some cases it's my first home my parents are gonna give me fifteen thousand um, dollars generous parents yes <laughs> right right um, I'm gonna and, make my parents listen to this <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and we could so you got now we got fifteen thousand to work with oh we're gonna put five grand ourselves so now we got twenty grand you know and, but what if closes costs are twenty five grand right right so we're five thousand dollars short okay so we have a couple options so A, we could increase that interest rate so we could decrease the, the cost of the origination processing and so forth. So come some, cover some of that. Um, maybe there's some down payment assistance programs that you qualify for. Um, and right now there's, there's more and more that kind of jump into the ring, but you know, a lot of times there's only so much to go around. But you know, being in Minnesota, we have one of the biggest ones is called Minnesota Housing. So, you know, depending on where your income is and how many people in the household, you could potentially get up to like $16,500 wow. of down payment assistance. Um, you know, and if you, let's just say your income is over that, they have another option for you. And it's like $18,000, it's a monthly payment loan. So you do have to pay that second loan on top of the first, but okay. let's just say you qualify, you're under the income limits, you get $16,500 of zero interest deferred second loan, which means you don't make any payments on it and it gets paid off when you sell the property or when you refinance, or let's say you take it 30 years to term, at the end of the 30 years, then you have to be responsible for that $16,500 payment. Okay. Question, how many loans go 30 years? What percentage do you think? Ooh, I have no idea. 
it's like less than 1%. Really? <laughs> yes. Because naturally things happen in life. So your first home, the average first home is like eight or nine years before you sell that one and buy it and upgrade. Right. Right. So the, I think historically it's like three people own three homes over their course of their life. Sure. And it gets your first home, then you upgrade, and then maybe you have, you know, you live in that home, and then your last home, you maybe downsize. Kids are out of the house and whatever, right? right? Ooh, so can I make a guess at another one? Yes. People refinance. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. And right now we are, um, we have, being part of New American Funding here, we have what is called a five-year rate protection. So with rates as high as they are and, and the expectations for them to come down over the next two years, is great and so people are buying homes now knowing full well that likely in the next two years they're going to refinance perfect so let's just say you took that second loan out you got a down payment assistance program well now we go to refinance you two years from now we can just roll that second into your first okay and, and so forth nice and so there's a lot of different like ways to do this and going back to why we are starting this discussion is really just kind of understanding the process right totally so to recap <laughs> you know you talk to an agent or you talk to a lender right and, and you know one may refer you to the other yes <laughs> and then you want to um you know get everything done so when a lender says you're pre-qualified and i run into this a lot specifically with people that that are sitting in a very good position let's just say they, you know, typical husband and wife, been in their first home, they have super high credit, which would be like, so let's say 800 credit scores. They have, you know, say 50 to $70,000 in cash in the bank that they can, they can use. And they have incomes are salaried and very well off and they know that they can literally go out and buy another house. So they'll talk to a lender and they'll you know, pro say, okay, what kind of fees can we expect? And they kind of well-versed. And, and we'll tell them the process and you know what happens. No. <laughs> they just expect that, oh, we're all good, right? So then guess what they do is they may have talked to a real estate agent, you know, maybe got set up on a house search already and they know we've kind of talked prices and whatnot and like payments, so they're like, okay, we're looking for a house that's $550,000 and so forth. And they don't do the application yet. Got it. Guess what happens? <laughs> They're not approved for the amount that they need for the house that they want. Or they find the house that they want on a Friday night. <laughs> and, in the, and they contact their agent. Oh. And their agent's like, well, we don't even have a pre-approval letter. We can't even go look at it yet. Right. So guess what they do? They call the lender. Now, I'm a full-service lender, so I'll probably answer the phone call at 8 o'clock on a Friday night saying, hey, we need to get you into this house. We need this application. Don't we tell people that, docs. Brandon. you got to, like, make them beg for it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that out there. Right? <laughs> well, the, my, 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 my thought process is here, and this is, this is that, that case, but it happens all the time. People talk to a lender, get pre-qualified, Oh, I can buy everything, right? Or anything I want. Or I, I know this is what I can buy. And then they feel like it's a, it's a big task to do the application. Sure. Get all these docs. But they're still actively looking at houses. And then the perfect house comes up. 
<laughs> and guess what happens? They can't buy that house because they're not fully approved yet. Yeah, and then they panic. Right. And then you have to step out of a wedding ceremony to <laughs> crunch some numbers or whatever you do. Right, and get, the, <laughs> and get everybody going. And, I mean, we, we will do that. It just, I always stress that, you know, the sooner, if you're, if you're looking for a house, the sooner you contact the lender or your real estate agent and go through that process, the better you're going to be. Sure. I mean, it must take a lot of stress off people having everything that needs to be done done in case the perfect house comes up. Yes. I mean, and that's what you want. And every year I, I have like probably five or six people that I talk to and then I don't hear anything. It's crickets until that house pops up. <laughs> and, then, and then they'll always and say, it's like, I know mode. you told us to do this already and I'm sorry. And I'm not, you know, it's like, okay, no worries, but let's go. Right. I need this, this and this. How fast can you get this to me? Right. Um, and and it, it works, but it's always about planning. Right. And then specifically too, there's there's a lot of times that people may not know their whole financial picture and they tell us only 80 percent of it or 90 percent of it. And that last 10 percent that we don't know, all of a sudden this house comes up. Oh, we need this. Okay, well, let's get the application in. Let's get it done. And, oh, did you, did you know that this was, oh, I forgot about this. I don't know, they have collections or something yeah, like something, that. Something that doesn't meet the, the, the needs that we have, right. right? So now we're trying to jump through hoops. You know, they may miss out on that house um, or whatever. But it's, it's a learning process, right? So it does happen. Um, you know. I am amazed at how many fires you're able to put out though like i know that the, not every keep the fire down not every <laughs> fire is able to be put out but you figure out ways to put out a lot of fires so. yeah i mean there's there's a lot of times there's there's a, there's ways to make things work things come up after the fact um you know things that that get uncovered maybe in title or you know, something hits a report. I've had it, you know, recently too, where collections, like something goes to a collection, but the, the, collect, the collection company, they, want, they hold on to that for a period of time because they know if this person is going to buy a house or they're going to apply for, you know, something and it flags, mm -hmm. right? Then they know, hey, I'm going to reach out to this person because, you know, a lot of people got smart too, you know, negotiating with collection companies sure. and not just paying the full balance. Oh, you owe me four grand. Sure. Okay, here's four grand. No, <laughs> here's two grand, right? Um, but the collection company now sees, gets flagged, hey, their credit got pulled for a mortgage because they're, they're getting the leads from the, from the credit bureaus. Right. Right? And they're like, I'm going to call this person. Did you know you have a $4,000 collection? Guess what you owe us? four thousand dollars right? right otherwise this is gonna hit your credit report and you can't buy your house right and they got super smart over that in the last few years interesting yes so you know again that's something that comes up you know in the process and let's just say somebody um, now under contract on a home because we did last minute pulled the credit they get a call two weeks into their home buying and like uh, this is gonna hit my credit report like in two weeks and that's going to kill my purchaser. But I only had $28,000 for the home to put down. Our cash to close is $26,000. Yeah. 
and this four grand is gonna tip the scale, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're stuck, right? You gotta figure it out, you gotta do these things. So that's why planning is key. Definitely. Right, knowing the For process. Sure. So number one, talk to your real estate agent, talk to the lender, preferably the lender first. Um, you do your application due diligence, make sure everything's in order. And then three, or you know, when we start shopping, you know, make sure you're in contact and you want a lender, you know, I'm just gonna rant a little bit about <laughs> lenders. Um, and this is my podcast, so I get to do that. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> and you know, there are different avenues to get your money, right? Credit unions, banks, you know, lenders such as myself. So, you know, I'm a, we're a correspondent mortgage service link, full lender. We hold your loan, um, brokers, and all these different ways. You know, what you really wanna do if you're shopping for a lender is get to know the lender. Make sure they are going sure. to be there for you. So one of the biggest companies out there starts with an R, <laughs> ends with mortgage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are they notorious for? Um, not knowing everything um, because they're frankly, they're an online mortgage company. And you know, they do have call centers with more inexperienced loan officers that just, okay, we pulled credit through, we got a pay stub and we're good to go. And then, then they get under contract and oh, we got the processor underwriters, they found all this other stuff and guess who gets a call? I do. <laughs> so let's save this deal um, or things like that. And again, get to know your lender. Make sure you're going through the process. Make sure you are submitting everything. Um, make sure you really know what the cash is required needed to close. And that's, I learned early on in this game that like when I say cash to close, that means your total out-of-pocket expenses. So let's say I say your cash to close is $26,000. You put five grand down. You got 21,000 cash to close, includes all of your costs. That's what I like to say, right? Um, and I like to break it down on like what kind of fees there are. So let's, let's do real quick. Uh, you, you found a house, you wanna make an offer. First thing you do, get an offer accepted, you gotta do earnest money, okay? Okay. And let's just say it was 1% of the purchase price. The purchase price is 400,000, so you gotta put four grand down. Okay. Okay, so you got four grand. So you're writing that check up front. That is going to come off that cash to close. All right. Okay, that goes towards that. Um, the next thing, they're gonna say, hey, do you want an inspection? And right now, a lot of people are waiving inspections. I don't recommend, but sometimes that's what you gotta do to get a house. Sure. So inspection's gonna be between 400, maybe even $700, depending on how in-depth they're gonna go on this inspection. Okay. So you have that out-of-pocket expense. And then there's the appraisal that the uh, lender will order um, that you'll have that out of pocket expense. Say it's around 500 bucks, okay. right? So now you had 4,000. Let's just say for simple terms, it was 500 bucks for the inspection and it was $500 for the appraisal. Now you have a $5,000 immediately out of pocket. Okay. Cash to close was $26,000. Now you're at $21,000, right? Yep. Well, however, take that with a caveat. The inspection, we do not, because it's not something required by the lender, you can't use it. So that was an additional cost out of pocket. Okay. So 
you're actually at 21,500. <laughs> sure. My bad. Um, got a little ahead of me, a little ahead of myself on that one. But those are your expected costs out of pocket. If you're buying a condo, you'll probably have to pay a condo questionnaire cost out of pocket, a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Um, and so forth. But those are the upfront costs, and then the rest goes into the cash to close. Okay. Okay. Um, so, did I make this as clear as mud? <laughs> It's absolutely a little more clear than it was before. <laughs> I probably should have been paying more attention. <laughs> I mean, not to this. Well, not, not, not to this not conversation, today, but, but like over everything the last... leading up to now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I love this business. Uh, you know, one of the things that what I love, let's, and we're going to go and do a short plug on LoNet, is what are we doing with LoNet to to help with this? So LoNet has a whole. Uh, fillable form built in that aids in the um, pre-qualifying process yes. and both the borrower and the lender are able to go through that together not even in person but it feels like in person because yes. you can see each other's faces and fill it out together yes, so. um, and I think it takes a lot of pressure off that like initial meeting initial call yes you know, the whole idea and principle, so with the, our video chat and our dynamic forms and building that um, assurance that of the lending side, right? And then all of the, you know, all of the products within the, the product itself is to streamline that process, make it easier for a borrower to understand closing disclosures, understand the pre-qualifying process, uh, and really get to know their lender. You know, yeah, and, and streamline it to to really keep everybody informed. Um, that's what we're building, right? Yes. So, um, you know, part of this was understanding how fractured the mortgage process is in a lot of sense, um, specifically company to company. It's so different. Um, and we're able to provide that to every lender out there. Right. So I'm excited for that. But <clears throat> regardless, Danica, I appreciate you coming on today. It's, it's been, been fun. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> always. You, you've interviewed me in the past for our pitch videos I and have. other things. Yeah, um, it's so time for you to give it back to me. <laughs> Maybe next <laughs> yeah. time you can interview me on something I know about. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been fun. Yes. So anyway... Please like and subscribe. Please reach out with any questions. If you are buying a home in the next six to 12 months, the sooner you talk to a lender, the better. The better the planning is. Um, There's so many times I just uh, just pre-approved somebody today that we started talking to six months ago. We had to do some work to get you know, credit up and so forth, and we got there, and they are super excited. They're going out shopping, like I think tonight. So, um, but anyway, please reach out if you have any questions. Um, I, I appreciate it, but thank you again. Appreciate coming to the podcast. <laughs>